Hi there, welcome to another episode of Song and a Chat with Pete Pascoe, your host. That would be me. Alright, how you doing? Here we go. We're diving into another packed episode full of adventure and complete mystery. <laughs> and I say that with quite some assuredness because... Hello, one of my lights just went off. What happened there? Oh, hang on. My, um... Ooh, spooky. My lamp that you tap three times to make go that I picked up from the side of the road, you recall from a, a few episodes ago, just went out of its own accord, just as I said that. Ooh, okay, I can dig that. <laughs> Hasn't rattled me at all in the middle of the night in the middle of the night in my studio out here by myself. Ah! <laughs> okay, right. As I said, uh, we're on a journey of some mystery. Light stayed on that time. We were much more effective had it been video and you would have seen that light go down and go, whoa, with me. It was just like dead silence. What's, what's Pasco doing this week? Hey, what's he doing? What are you doing? Hey, how you doing? Thank you so much for tuning in to a bit of, uh, yeah, a bit of music this week. Again, uh, interesting a song, uh, interesting. I'm, I'm introducing a song called Ghosts and Lampposts, which is a fairly obscure lyric. And I got the idea to do this one tonight because, it, A, I just sort of came across it when looking through some old files, and I like that demo. And, B, it kind of carried on from the theme of two weeks ago, uh, post the picture, when I was saying that I was on, on the road in my van a fair bit, uh, which I was. This was happening in New Zealand. Um, I'm now in uh, Melbourne. Where am I? <laughs> I had to think for a minute. Planet Earth. With my students, these poor students, I have these piano students, and I say, I'm saying their name like yeah, Bob Francis writing, was it the 21st of April, 1790? No, I should not have said that. Uh, and looking out the window, blue sky, uh, planet Earth, right. Yep, I should not have said that. And uh, and giving them the idea I'm like just some ancient alien, which is pretty much how they view their teachers, so maybe I am. Just like to hasten to add, I don't feel that old, but... I was thinking about one of the, the formative teachers I had at school, uh, Sid York. Wow, he, he was cool. He got me doing a song for Guy and got me playing in time uh, for a band and all sorts, just a great arranger of music. In uh, he, he arranged music simply in a great way to suit the ear. And I think I perhaps, yeah, he taught me a heck of a lot. And I, I'd go down that path as much as I could. Good old Sid, good old Sid. Anyway, why did I mention Sid? Losing the plot here, time's ticking, Peter. Ah, you know what? I already can't remember. <laughs> and I, I'm just going to go with that. I like to play a bit. I like to play a bit. So I'm definitely going to play a bit. And let's see if that sort of comes up later in the podcast or not. See which way that goes. Um, let's just say you have tuned in to see what this podcast about uh, is about. And you think... Well, this guy's having trouble with the English language. I'm not sure if he can even play the piano. Uh, he's talking all around the subject. And uh, on that note, I'd just like to say on this week's podcast, that's what it's about, talking around the subject. As an artist, we look for negative space. We look to, You look for the... You want to draw a banana accurately, draw the unbanana, draw around it, and you come up with the shapes. Otherwise, your logical mind edits everything, and you end up with like this cartoon banana you saw. You know what? Yeah, it becomes a symbol for a banana, if you like, rather than 
the shadow and the light and all that sort of thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like a, a Hanna-Barbera um, cartoon banana, like the old days, like Fred Flintstone and whatnot, rather than um, what a banana is, which is, you know, really a sculpted kind of cool thing. Like, have, a, have a look at next, before you sort of tear your next banana apart, check it out. It's, a piece of, it's kind of cool. Look at that. Look at the grain. Look at that. Yeah, anyway. I see life as art and art as life. It's all just sort of one in the time. I, I just turned around, as I said, that in my studio, and I painted a picture today down um, Oliver's Hill, it's called. I've biked up it a couple of times. Ha! <laughs> Nearly killed me. Man, there are people that do that for fun every weekend, and my friends are amongst them, and hats off to those guys. But, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a hell, I tell you. And um, anyway, where was I? Who knows? Okay. That's an extended chat, extended chat about not much in particular, but it's kind of fun, and I want to see where some of those elements take us. All right, the mystery of ghosts and lampposts. Um, yeah, we're going to play the song in a minute. Um, it was more of a feeling I had. That was what inspired the song, and as an artist and as a teacher and as a songwriter, it's good to play. It's good to play as you do your work. Um, it sets you free and allows feelings to come in. And I would say, here we go, songwriting tip number one today. I'm big on the feeling. All right. See if you can pick up some feeling from this. Um, here I am. Join me on the road in the van Hercules, old Mitsubishi L300, that smoked like you wouldn't believe. I'll tell you more about that in a minute. But it got me from A to B as a muso in New Zealand. All right. Here we go. Without further ado. Can we just get on with the song, Peter? Okay, rolling. Lights of the city reach around the corner 
<laughs> All right, you're still with me? So right now, those of you that have been here before are sort of expecting probably a bit of quiet piano and uh, vocal. Well, uh, my musical tastes go all over the shop, and I really enjoy all kinds of music. When I play the rowdy stuff, it's great fun. And when I go back to just piano, that's great fun. And it's, oh, I don't know, variety's the spice of life. I was just trying to play that bit. That. It's actually really good fun to play. All right. Where did the song come from? Kind of a mystery. Well, actually, it is and it isn't. Um, I can tell you, I can tell you the exact moment that inspired the song. I was driving in my old van, Hercules, from the resort where I used to play um, up to this place called Hamilton and around the farms of cows. I'm sure you might not have caught that in the first line, driving through the farms of cows. And um, I used to drive through those farms of cows backwards and forwards because for a while I was sort of based in Hamilton loosely with my uh, friend of mine, uh, Mr. Grant Hislop. And uh, and uh, I used to sort of play at the resort for a few uh, nights a week, a couple of nights and a Sunday lunch, head home. Home was Hamilton then, and um, managed to sort of score a bit of a gig at, at Brownie's uh, Rock ninety three FM, uh, recording um, as a sound engineer, recording uh, commercials during the day, radio commercials. So there you go. And the moment that I remember that inspired the song was I was driving in the night, and I went around the corner, and I was, I was just in the zone driving. Look up. And this milk truck, which is a big truck, like a, a double, double, you know, sort of semi-trailer sort of truck, came zooming around the corner on this wet night, shiny road, veering on the wrong side of the road, corrected himself, and I eased to the left, and then it was all over in probably about half a second, but literally, my life flashed before my eyes, like his headlights, and that was the moment that inspired ghosts and lampposts. So maybe it scared me, <laughs> scared the heck out of me. All right, this is where I like to dive into the lyrics. Let's have a look. Uh, okay, driving through these farms of cows. So I'm setting the scene, which I did yeah, just then. Uh, the van lights reflect on the shiny lampposts. Oh, yeah, I remember the lampposts. Um, there's this, a lot of possums in New Zealand, and it is necessary, necessary to wrap lampposts Around so part way up with a bit of metal to stop lamb uh, to stop I'm going well tonight to stop possums climbing up them and getting zapped by the electricity and uh, I remember vividly the shiny sort of surface of the road and the shiny lampposts all right the wet road lit up between the factories and it's a very sort of a a farm sort of a dairy area yeah of New Zealand very rich I'm cruising maybe with some ghosts ooh how about that Scotty all right. Scotty? Who's Scotty? I don't know. I'm thinking of the bands I saw tonight. My ears ringing in the memory. What bands did I see? I remember um, checking out a couple of Hamilton bands, and uh, one was a friend of mine, Grant. Another Grant, yeah, he, he was the guy that was actually the, the sound engineer in the V Studio who normally did the ads, and he was playing some great music. With, with another fellow uh, name, just it'll come to me a little bit later. Anyway, I, th I just thought they were particularly brilliant. All right. My ears are ringing in the memory. 
because the other band was called uh, Blackjack. And man, they, they uh, full on rock, very good, good music, very good music. Both these bands, Tim Armstrong was the other fellow, and uh, really good music. I'm, I'm kind of waiting patiently to open that, up the gates, show my inner self totally. So at that point, here I was playing in the, I'm just going to put the book down here, I'm looking at the lyrics. Here I was uh, finishing off playing in the resort like, uh, and how are you, sir? Yes, madam, I hear at the corner. Oh, you like steak? Would you like some medium rare sort of steak? Good on you. And how's your evening, sir? Good. With this table here next to the piano? What? Loud. He looks loud. It's a big speaker. I don't want to sit there. I'm not going to sit there. Over there. Oh, very good. Oh, look. Can we sit next to the piano man, Dad? Yeah. Okay. Actually, hey, not bad. Yeah, mate, sunshine. Can I buy you a beer? Yeah, good on you. Oh, if you must. All right, that's that's my. That was my lot, and it wasn't bad, you know. Uh, I I really really did enjoy being a piano man, and I still do when I get the chance. A matter of fact, I'm gonna go and see if I can uh, maybe get a bit of work tomorrow as a piano man after all these years and. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. I, I dug up the old repertoire. Okay, you get the picture. Bring, bring. Whereas these guys were rocking out. And what I did at night in the studio, well, we'll come to that, but actually recorded a whole, pretty much an album in a way. Okay, here we are, back to the lyrics. Show me inner self totally. The ghosts and lampposts and the wet grass lead the way through the darkness. So, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on another planet here, zooming along. Thinking, the lights of the city race around the corner. Here we go. Watch out, tiredness is a man's weakness. All right. A matter of fact, this guy said to me, is that the, is that the name of this song? Tongue and cheek. He knew it wasn't, but I, I repeated that. So here we go. Here we go. Here's a tip. If you're going to repeat some phrase in your song, make sure it's a good one. I'm not sure whether tiredness is a man's weakness is the strongest line in the song. <laughs> I was young. I was figuring it out. Making mistakes. That's really important. Okay. The milk truck threatens to meet me. Yeah, that's a milk truck. Granty was mellow tonight. That was the Granty. It was Grant. Jenny was kind of fun. Who's Jenny? Another character. She was uh, one of the announcers on, on the um, FM pop sort of channel from memory. Uh, it'll turn out all right. So those faces, those friendly faces in, in my memory and my, in my mind just then that they're going to get me through here. This is a pretty dark night. That was a near miss with the truck. Hey, i got some friendly faces waiting. All right. Singing happy birthday by myself. I'm eating custard and apricots. <laughs> I remember that moment in the hand grants house there, Joe's thinking, oh, well, I'm really having a swinging time on my birthday tonight by myself eating custard and apricots, as you do. I, I kind of, Grant liked that line when I played him the song. I thought, yeah, that's got a good, like, for some reason, it's really down to earth. And that's what I do. I tend to put something that's just going on around me in the song. I'm listening to Susan Vega and Mitchell Froome, which it was. It's a great album called 99.9 Fahrenheit, which I recently rediscovered. And uh, very cool production. Mitchell Froome's playing keyboards with Crowded House now. There you go. He uh, produced their albums and a lot of other great stuff as well. Nothing's going to stop me. Stop me from what, Peter? I don't know. Well, I had a lot of dreams. I have a lot of dreams still. And I wrote about those dreams in my blog again today. It's kind of all intertwined. My writing, my painting, and my singing, and my songwriting uh, through the years as well, actually. Because today, you know, like, 
I have all plans and I have goals and some of them I've let go for a while and maybe I'll come back to them later, but it's a sense of play and it's a matter of getting organized in the moment. Okay, here we go. Next bit uh, at the outro. I'm way out in the future, still back in the past. So in my mind, I was, you know, if I could give my kids one piece of advice, which I have, and I will give it to them again, um, mostly I sit back and watch them do their stuff, but if they really want to know, and sometimes I'll give them some unasked for unasked for advice, don't try to live your life in one day. And I think there's something that I probably was uh, pretty good at trying to turn my twenties. I really wanted to get it all sorted by the time I was about twenty-four. You know, world saved, <laughs> ten thousand albums done. Anyway, you know it. I'm still back in the past, so I'm thinking about my past. As a matter of fact, I'm here, here, there, or thereabouts. So I'm thinking, oh, kind of in the moment, planning for all this to last. So I really like the feeling of being on the road and. Being free and being an artist, that, that's who I am today still. The parameters have changed. I'm, I'm married. I've got a family. Lucky enough to have that. I'm in one place, so renting. and uh, it, it's, it's changed, but my, that, that sense of freedom, I have hung on by hook or by crook through my art and music. And then the outro, talk about their milk track. Threatens to meet me, threatens to meet me, hear the call, loneliness, sort of thing. So they're the images that sort of came through. What's the song kind of about? Well, it's more of a feeling, more of a feeling. And um, it was it was really cool. I tell you, I talk about a mystery. I, I've, I've mentioned this chap uh, before when another of these songs that are recorded in the evenings. Um, I, I, I'm not a drummer, right? So that much is obvious. Um, so I put the backing track together, boom, jack, boom, jack, on the, the drum machine, uh, played the keys, bass, added some strings, and I was singing away uh, at night in this B studio, and this guy looked in, and I don't know where he came from, and I haven't seen him since, but I remember his name was Brendan. Thank you, Brendan, because Brendan had with him a guitar, and he had with him a mountain of creativity and energy, and we, we blitzed the album in one night because it became an album. And he put like three guitar tracks down on one song and just, just pulled some really cool stuff out of, you know, where. It's just a brilliant uh, effort. And he was able to take instruction and it was just an intuitive meeting of the minds. And I really, really, it was just a magic evening. So thanks, Brendan, wherever you are. Um, I'd like to give you more credit. That'd be great. Um, if I still had the reel-to-reel tape, I think I'd go back and put some real drums down and remix. It's a lot of reverb on those that vocals, eh? <laughs> okay, um, it was a magic time for me. It was a magic. So it was great having, it was the first time I got into a multi-track sort of situation. I think I had about a dozen or 18 tracks to do whatever the heck I wanted to. And I, I was up all night killing myself. I was, I was you know, just getting home at dawn, having a bit of a snooze and going back and recording these commercials. So thanks for the opportunity, Grant. <laughs> Here we go. Starts off with this riff I did before. It's got a little swing going on, which is pretty unusual. And that. And driving through the farms of cows Light in the shiny Notice how I was struggling to find that first high note. Drive through the farms. Because E, here's the chord D minor. E isn't part of D minor. E is this note. 
D minor is this note. Put it in there. Bit messy up there. And it just sort of floats on top. And that was a floaty, airy sort of sound I was looking for. The minor chord meant business, but it had this sort of floaty sort of sound over the top. It's like an, it's actually an F major seventh, which is a nice elevator sort of sound, if you like. But with a different D bass, it sort of just sets the scene. And I think that was the right chord for the moment. Uh, I wrote this on the piano. Here you go. And I, I think it's a good idea to write for other instruments. As I wrote this, I really knew I wanted a ding, chick, ding, chick, ding, guitarist going on. And so I was lucky enough to find one when I recorded it. Cool, eh? That was how it was happening at the time. A lot of cool coincidences were going on in my life, and I was on an artist's path, and like I said, I still am, as much as I can, staying free. Okay, and the chorus, because it wasn't much... I'm just going to play the melody. Is it any good? Try it again. That's it. finishes instead of D minor spooky it goes major seventh major third where we all feel good and back into another verse that na na And about then I realized I was going to put some vocal harmony in vocal harmony is so cool I love harmonies so you get that Yeah, if you can find someone to sing with, do it. If you can't, sing with yourself. Just have a crack and just sort of sing different parts of the chord. Yeah, it's it's very it's actually very simple in theory. In practice, it takes a bit of practice, but not too much. Here's a tip: it's a good idea if you're just starting out to turn off that top one. That da 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 da. If you want to sing da 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 da, it takes time to got to do that. Da, 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 da. So you get that sort of thing. It's very rough pitchy, but you get the idea. It is so effective as a as a color. Really, I love vocal harmony. Um, the people that inspired me there were Elton John's band, without a doubt. Uh, Nigel Olsen, D Murray, and um, Nigel Olsen, D Murray. <laughs> Sorry, mate. The guitarist. Oh, brain explosion. It'll come to me in a minute. Anyway, Davey, uh, Davey Johnstone, Davey Johnstone, they did these magnificent harmonies. And if you go back and listen to some of Elton's uh, Yellow Brick Road, Captain Fantastic, sort of mid 70s, 1974, 75, I would say that's the peak of a real creative force. The four in the band, the people, the production, the string arrangements, it was just all brilliant. And if you can find people that you can surround yourself with and stay in a band for a long time you come up with some special magic i think and it's pretty cool so if you can do that okay it's a good thing here we go ghost and lamppost uh I'm not really talking about the music much in a, a spoken sense because it's really just these chords sort of chunking along, you know, that I, that I really had in mind. Um, there was just F and G and D minor, but it just all adds up into something that's kind of interesting to me. And I like the end A down to F. 
Hey, hey. And I was thinking about how it would be how it would be to play in a band, really cut loose over those two chords for it, which is the jamming out, and at the end just that. Which is more of a reflective sort of a piece, um, and, and I like the way that hooks and their bookends. There we go. That's not a bad idea for a songwriter. Pop some bookends, a little hooky bit at the beginning, uh, perhaps in the middle, towards the end, like that. And I really like that little piano riff. I thought that was cool. It was almost you could just about picture me singing "Happy Birthday" by myself, eating my custard and apricots. You know, here's me in the kitchen. <laughs> All right, so there we go. And I was just—I was just thinking back about that time. How it was—it was a really magic time for me. And I noticed something kind of cool, interesting tonight when I picked up the book that the song is in. I knew which book it was going to be, and I, I have the um, contents written out in the first couple of pages. They're just these old hard, uh, hardback sort of school refill, sort of written in a pen. And the first two pages are like song number 300, blah, 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 number 400. So it's a very much contents. And I opened the book, shut my eyes and dropped my finger on it. I was one song away. I mean, I just know these albums, these songs by the back of my hands, these books. Why? Because I've gone over them and I've played them and I've played them. And some days, some songs leap out at you as being really, yeah. And then the next day, oh, not so much. And the next time you play it, you're constantly editing them and you're constantly hearing different things. At least that's what I do with them. Um, it was a wild time. I just kind of, I have to say this. Uh, it is song number 312 and I wrote it on the 3rd of the 12th. Ha! My birthday. And so that sort of leapt out of me off the page. It's kind of cool. All right. And I just want to sort of finish up with today's uh, podcast episode. I can't believe it's up to 27 minutes already. I've just, I just I just look at the clock occasionally, just like, where are we? Because I'm drawing them. Wow, that just motored by today. Um, what did I say? I'm planning for all this to last. Yeah, that, that feeling of uh, the magic of life. And um, I think it is something to really, really hang on to. It's something you've got to kind of nurture, I think. Um, I'm lucky enough to have a good mate, legend, legend, Paul, in New Zealand. And uh, look, he, he texts me, WhatsApps me or whatever, uh, what he's up to. Look, uh, he's down by the river, he's writing some poetry or he's got a gig on. And it's really good to have creative people like that in your life because they're supportive. Uh, they're the ones that kind of understand, you know. Uh, and I think you need those sort of supports around you while you're going down this path which can get pretty hairy at times yeah but looking back and i'm looking back on this this time of uh and the waikato great name in new zealand great maori names just i really miss it a lot you know and um it was a great magic time in my life and it, it when you when you sort of live a creative life everything remains the memories remain kind of really really vivid and I tell you what, there's nothing like a quick bit of writing, a bit of poetry or a bit of lyric writing. You just need one line to take you right back there. And those farms of cows certainly sort of came leaping out of the night at me at me when I opened the page and uh, played the music. I, I, like the, I like the distortion guitar and stuff. I, really, I think it really, really captured the edginess of the, the occasion and 
and um, I'd like to record this again sometime. So there you go. There's another demo from my past, Pete Pascoe. I do hope you've enjoyed today. It was all a bit of a mystery today. Um, Sid York did pop up, the, uh, the music teacher. I remember what I was going to say now. There you go. It didn't take me, took me half an hour. Uh, I remember thinking at the time, gee, he's a good guy, pretty old, you know. <laughs> It was it was in his forties when he was teaching me before he sadly passed away way too early, but um, there you go. So I can now look at the kids I'm teaching and then they're looking at me and I'm thinking, okay, but okay, I'm I'm just doing my best to stay in the moment. Age is what it is. Um, can I just say one cool thing that happened this week again at the? I, I teach a couple of days a week at a primary school. Lucky enough to be in there, Hampton Primary, and. Um, Tracy, my boss, was playing a couple of tracks off The Roughest Cut by Pete Pascoe and the Patient Hum through the big speakers. It was really cool. The, the kids were coming in from recess and from lunchtime and uh, played a couple of songs, Girl Went Away and uh, Everybody's Sleeping. Has a piano sort of riff like that in there. So if you're curious about what I'm up to musically, you've sort of tuned in here today, want to find out more, I'll put something in the show notes, but uh, I think the blog is a good place to start. There's all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying being a musician. I'm enjoying sharing this this whole artist kind of uh, songwriting sort of experience with you. And if some, if to some degree that has helped you understand where a song comes from, well, my job here is done. If you're left with a sense of mystery, well, perhaps that's a good thing as well. Leaves the door open for more, and we'll see where next week takes us. Okay, that is definitely it for this week. Thanks so much for tuning in with these milk trucks and ghosts and lampposts and shiny wet grass and all sorts of things. I think I'm going to play it again, actually, just for the heck of it now. Hope you enjoyed the episode, and we'll see you next week. This is... Pete Pascoe, signing out. See ya. No time.